This is Energy Thinks, a podcast about how the oil and gas industry can future-proof against social risk and lead the world into the energy future. I'm Tisha Schuler, your host and the principal of Adamantine Energy. On today's show, I will share with you this week's Both of These Things Are True. You can get the entire written version with links at our website, energythinks.com. To learn more about what we're doing at Adamantine Energy, webinars, previous podcasts, and our work, you can find everything you need to know there. Now here's this week's Both of These Things Are True. I spit shined the crystal ball. In my last post, I encouraged the industry to seize the disruption of the moment as an opportunity. That opportunity is to articulate how we, the oil and gas industry, will reinvent the energy future. A number of the readers and podcast listeners asked, yes, but when? So I'm breaking out my crystal ball, which uh, longtime Both True readers are familiar with for a series looking at what external signposts are telling us about the return of social risk and our future. So today I'm going to look at three broad trends that I think you need to keep an eye on. The first is the resurgence of ESG, that's environmental, social governance, and investor priorities. The second is the prominent rise of racial equity and justice. And the third is the leadership required of you to create the energy future. In the coming weeks, I'll drill down into each of these areas and keep you posted on the latest developments. Now, these signposts are less caution, rough road ahead, and more alert, eminent freeway diversion. So discerning oil and gas leaders are alert and on their toes right now, ready for what comes next. As you know, I like to open an episode by thinking about two opposing ideas that can be true at the same time. So both of these things are true. Today's peak pandemic challenges require all of our energy, wit, and capacity. And keeping one eye on the future requires anticipating the pivots required to manage social risk now before it's too late. Here's the situation that we find ourselves in. I promised you waves of disruption and the world has certainly delivered. Here are three trends that you should, and every oil and gas leader should be keeping an eye on and that probably have you on your toes. If it doesn't have you on your toes, you should be. Okay, as promised, the return of ESG as an investor priority. So a couple months ago, I said that you have four to nine months until ESG is at the top of investors' priority list. And I do think that still holds true. But because we are now about three months into that count, that gives you one to six months left. So at Adam and Tim, we're keeping an eye on the signposts from investors. And a good example is recent quotes from Goldman Sachs CEO in an interview with IHS Market. It points to an acceleration in future investor emphasis on ESG. Here's the quote. There's no question that the private sector has been focused on a transition to thinking broadly about how it can use its capital in ways that improve the sustainability of our society. 
David Solomon said that, and he went on. I think this crisis accelerates that. If you want to take care of shareholders, you better take care of your people. You better take care of your planet, and you better take care of your communities. That's the first one. The second one is racial equity and justice. This movement has taken center stage. Protests across America that began with the death of George Floyd have developed into a passionate and widespread movement. I know my inbox and probably your inbox and my newsfeed are filled with statements from companies, organizations, entertainers, prominent individuals, all denouncing systemic racism and rampant inequality. I have all kinds of links to those statements if for some reason you've missed them in the written piece. BP CEO's Bernard Looney made a strong public statement that really impressed me. It expressed grief, pain, and anger over recent events of police brutality. And Looney used this moment to reflect on how BP lives up to its values of, inclusi of inclusion and diversity. Quote, we should be prepared to ask ourselves tough questions about how BP stacks up. Are we living by our values at all times? Are we doing everything we can to truly create inclusive and respectful workplaces? Those are questions that we can all ask ourselves, particularly as leaders of oil and gas companies. So I will tell you that statements condemning racism will only get an organization so far, and many are beginning to articulate commitments and actions, such as defining internal culture and organizational changes, hosting town halls for employees to discuss issues of racism, making donations to important organizations doing work in this area, including the Center for Policing Equality, Black Lives Matter, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, the Equal Justice Initiative, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, and We the Protesters. My Both True Next Week will focus uh, completely on this issue, if it's something you'd like to dive in more deeply. The third area, we must lead into the energy future. So company shareholders are demanding that oil and gas leaders create the energy future. So you can find a really compelling summary of shareholder pressure on big oil linked in the article on energythinks.com. The CEOs of prominent backers of the oil and gas climate initiative, so you remember OGCI, is the group with, um, with a significant number of companies. Um, signers of this letter um, that I'll tell you about uh, include the CEOs of BP, Chevron, CNPC, ENI, Equinor, ExxonMobil, Occidental, Petrobras, Repsol, Shell Aramco, and Total. So they penned an open letter from the CEOs of the Oil and Gas Climate Initiative late last month and here's what they did. They reiterated their commitment to a low carbon future and quote, combating the climate challenge to accelerate the global response to the risk of climate change. So the oil and gas industry leaders of large independents and international oil and gas majors are really stepping up to talk about their commitment to climate. And as you know, I argue, we actually have to be articulating and leading into the energy future. So why does this matter? The price of oil and the logistical challenges of addressing the pandemic and the ongoing economic crisis 
are important, but they're not what stakeholders are focused on, and they're not what are exposing you and your bottom line to the greatest social risk. So this is really about keeping one eye to the future. The critical mistakes not to make. Because our industry lacks diversity, and we know that overwhelmingly it really does, leaders may think that directly addressing issues of racism, diversity, inclusivity are not part of their job. This would be an error. I do not think that life will ever return to the social expectations of even a month ago, two weeks ago. So those who are looking backwards, or I would add making excuses, will not be part of the future. So I recommend that you seize the day. You have a strategy team, they need to be thinking about these three trends right now. I, of course, believe that that strategy team should be diverse in every way and have a meaningful millennial contingent. If you don't know how passionate I am about getting the creativity of millennials into the leadership mix, then there's a lot of earlier uh, episodes and writing you can check out. So this strategic team needs to craft answers to questions such as, is our company leadership adequately informed about these trends and the resulting social risk? Do we have a system to gather information about what our employees, customers, shareholders, and stakeholders care about regarding systemic racism and inequality and how they expect us to respond and lead? How will our company make meaningful commitments around diversity and inclusion? Are we defining and planning for the decarbonized energy future? Are we leading into that future? Is our innovation talent working toward decarbonization and energy system disruption? And can we narrate our leadership in these areas to our important stakeholders? If you or your company are doing something to reinvent yourself right now, I would like to know about it. Please email me. You can reach me at tisha at energythinks.com. So that's our episode for today. I really thank you for sticking with me and looking at the crystal ball. I want to know what you think about what you've heard here. You can visit our podcast website at energythinks.com podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, please help me out and rate this podcast. Thanks for listening to Energy Thinks. Until next time, I'm Tisha Schuler, wishing you and yours happiness, prosperity, and good health.